Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. You know, it's amazing. Every week I start off the show and I say, you know, everything's crazy in the world. So many things are happening. Tonight, I'm going to try to limit myself that so many things are happening in the United States. So many crazy things are happening in the United States. So many disruptive things are happening in the United States. I may have to skip away from the United States and go to Europe and Asia a couple of times, but pretty much so I'm going to talk about our country, uh, the State of the Union, our good president is doing his State of the Union tonight at 9. I'm not really doing a State of the Union. But, in effect, it will be because I'm going to be critical of some things that are happening in our country. Okay, uh, let's see now. We're going to start. I'm going to take you to a few places tonight. Not as many as I normally go to. We're going to go to Washington, D.C., Iowa, of course. China, Miami, Davos, Switzerland, and more. That's very limited. Normally I'd have two or three times uh, that many places. But as I said, I want to sort of confine it if I can because I think we are in, excuse me, my friends, deep shit trouble. Let's start with the State of the Union. Every year I have the same problem. Trump, or whoever the president is, delivers the State of the Union address at 9 o'clock on a Tuesday night. That's the day of my show and the time of my show. Fortunately, I only speak for a half hour. The president will go for an hour to an hour and a half. So when the show's over, I'll run to the TV set and listen to the balance of it. So let me talk, share my thoughts, my few thoughts about the State of the Union tonight. Um, He's going to talk. The president's going to talk about his successes because everything he does is a success. Uh, the biggest thing is going to be, I'm not going to be impeached tomorrow when the vote takes place. I told you all the time, I didn't do anything wrong. Read that letter word for word, which we never heard word for word because he was reading uh, someone's notes from it. But in any event, uh, I told you it, it embarrassed me. It was such a pressure on my family. No American president should ever have to go through something like this again. And knowing him, he will probably say some nasty things about some of the Democrats who were part of the team uh, going after him in this impeachment proceeding. But he's right. Tomorrow, because his Republican cohorts in the Senate, who have forgotten that they are American citizens, and what it means to be an American citizen, are not going to vote their conscience. They're going to vote the way the president wants them to vote. And we are at a crisis time in our society, and they should not be thinking that way or acting that way. Uh, Now, he's also going to tell us, by the way, the Democrats should pay for what they did to him. He'll say it, the Democrats should pay. Because... You know how it is, the good book, Revenge is Mine, Say It the Lord. Well, to Donald Trump, Revengeance is Mine, Say It Donald Trump. He's also going to tell us, no question about it, that he is the best president ever. Can you imagine? I am the best president ever. And look at all the things he's going to have done, he will tell us. The theme I read today, the theme of his talk tonight is the 
great American comeback. Great American comeback. Let me tell you, we were in better shape when Obama left and he took over than we are now. The great American comeback. Uh, I think he's done a lousy job as a president. I won't go into it now. You've heard me say this before. You make your own judgments. But he thinks this has been the great American comeback. We weren't in that bad of shape. Obama had taken us from desperation and over eight years brought us back. He handed to Trump an economy, a society on the move upward again. He wasn't there yet, but it was on the move. If it wasn't for Obama, I honestly believe, as president, we would have been in a deep shit recession. So now Trump takes over. Uh, We're not in a recession. We're going to go into one. I said last year. And I may be talking about it some more later in this program, but I think we're heading for bad days, and they will all have been caused by Donald Trump. But again, he will tell you about his victories. Now, there's going to be, you know, in the gallery, they always have guests who come to watch the State of the Union. There's going to be a 16-year-old girl. Her name is Marcella Manaz, M-U-N-O-Z, Marcella Manaz, 16-year-old. Key West High School Junior. She is there not as the guest of the president, but as a guest of our local Republican congressperson, Debbie uh, Mercosel Powell. She's been invited, and she will be there. And this is a great honor for this young lady. From what I can gather, she is a typical high school student. However, back in the seventh grade, she was afraid of water, by the way. She lives in Key West. We're surrounded by ocean. She was afraid of the water. She was afraid the sharks were going to bite her. Understandable. I know adults were afraid the sharks are going to bite them. And in, when she was in the seventh grade, she took a diving course, scuba and all that. And that acclimated her to the water and took her fear away from being in the ocean. She has since become an exponent. She has since become a one who speaks for the coral reef. We have a magnificent reef here that's been dying. And locally here, many groups have come together. And as a whole, we're trying to save the reef. Reefs are dying all over the world, but we don't want our reef to die. Uh, she's also a climate activist, okay? She is a climate activist. And our congresswoman, is having her there, and it's an honor to this young lady. At 16, Marcella Minos is going to be sitting in a place of honor and listening to the president speak. Her parents should be proud. Her family should be proud. Her teachers should be proud. And of all people, she should be proud. Let me, let me stay with this State of the Union for a moment, please. Uh, over three, a three-year period, Trump keeps telling us, Business is good. Business is great. I mean, look at all the people working, more people than ever. He is absolutely correct. But whereas most of these people 10, 15 years ago might have been working for uh, $30, $40 an hour, now they're working for 7 to $10 an hour, 7 to $12 an hour in McDonald's, in Burger King, in Popeye's, okay? So that means nothing that more people are working if they're working for grossly depressed wages. Uh, he'll tell you how good the, G- the gross uh, national product is. He told us two years ago the GTP would reach over six. It is two and a half today. It hasn't been under three, and I don't know how long. It's two and a half. He doesn't talk about that, though. This just came out last week that it was, un- it was under uh, three. 
He doesn't tell us about that anymore. Many businesses, many corporations have folded in the three years he has been uh, president, but we don't hear about him. Today it was announced, this very day, that Macy's, and by the way, many retail stores have gone out of business, and some are cutting way back. Look at Sears Roebuck, for example. Macy's announced today, just three hours ago, that it was closing 125 uh, stores and would be laying off 2,000 people. And this happens almost every week. Another company goes under, or they don't go totally under, but for financial reasons, they, they've got to downsize and cut back, and it's 700 here, 2,000 there, 1,800 there, 5,000, 7,000 here, uh, and this eats away at it. But we don't hear about those things. We don't hear about those things. So that's all I got to say about the State of the Union. Uh, I hope you'll have some comments left at 9.30 when I run to the TV set to hear about the great American comeback. Now let's go to the state of Iowa. What a disgrace. I'm a Democrat. This is an absolute disgrace. Pure chaos. And the fault, the blame in Iowa for this screwed up uh, primary where they can't the vote properly. They got it all fouled up. Oh, I can't wait. Donald Trump's going to talk about this tonight. How the hell do you expect them to run a country if they can't run a primary? Uh, Anyhow, chaos in Iowa, pure unadulterated chaos. I blame the state Democratic Party and the National Democratic Party. They should have left well enough alone. They added a third step into this thing with a new app. They never tested the app statewide. They just put it together two months ago, and it doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. As of 7 o'clock, they only had 60 or 65% of the vote tabulated. Uh, I find it very interesting, too. Uh, I pronounce his name poorly yet. I'm sorry. If he becomes president, I'll do it well. Butelig. He's in number one place. He and Sanders are neck and neck, two or three uh, points uh, behind each other. Uh, But he's doing good. 37 years old, came out of nowhere, just like he said, no money, no plan. We had four people. We decided to take a shot and look where we are. And the reason is, if you listen to him, nothing but truth comes out of his mouth. And he makes sense. His problem, his major problem is going to be he's gay. And he's married to a, a, a gay man. Some people in this country don't accept that it's acceptable now uh, for same-sex marriages to occur. Uh, a lot of seniors don't like it. Blacks of all ages don't like it. Uh, so I don't know if he can do it. But he's probably a bright young star. You know, they said 37's too young, but it really isn't. I, I talked about this two or three weeks ago on this show. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. died. He was assassinated when he was 38 years old. Look how much good he did up to that time, and look how our country honors him. If Butley is elected, that when he is sworn in, he will be 38 years old. So the age doesn't make a difference if you've got it. I'm not comparing him to Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ was 30 years old, and he had his best days 30 to 33. All right, moving on now to China. Uh, China's having this 
terrible virus. I want to show you how what happens in China affects what's happening, what happens in Key West, Florida. Key West. China's having this terrible virus. It's spreading all over the world, but China's hurt the worst. And uh, cor- how do they pronounce this? These big words. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. And people are dying, over 500 already in China. We've had maybe, what, a half a dozen, eight or ten cases here in the United States. I, don't, I think one death or no deaths. But it's a, a, an epidemic spreading across the world, of course, because it's new. We don't have any cure for it yet. We don't have the proper shot for it, et cetera. It'll come. What happens between now and that may take a long time, and many will die from it. Anyhow, the epidemic is so bad in China uh, that... The Chinese New Year was last week. Last week, the Chinese New Year is a big deal in China. Now, let me tell you what the Chinese people enjoy as their special food to eat. They love lobsters. Now, they buy their lobsters from Key West. Yes, from Key West. We have Maine lobsters out of Maine and New England. And then down here uh, in the Florida Keys and out of Key West, we have what we call spiny lobsters. I prefer Maine lobsters. I think they're sweeter and more tasty. The Chinese prefer spiny lobsters. So our lobster fishermen sell a ton, thousands of pounds of spiny lobsters every year to China, especially for the New Year celebration. All right, well. Because of this big virus, the Chinese government called off the celebration. No New Year celebration this year. As a result of which, the Chinese spiny fishermen brokers who buy from the spiny fishermen in Key West canceled all their orders. You heard me. They canceled their orders. Now, let me put this in proper dollar perspective. Last year at this time, when the Chinese were buying, there was no problem. The spiny lobsters were going for $20 a pound. Three weeks ago, because of what was happening with the virus, the price had dropped to $10 a pound. Today, you can buy spiny lobsters for $6 a pound. That's like getting them for nothing, okay? Very simple. And that is how... A serious medical epidemic in China is affecting the economy of Key West right now because spiny lobster fishermen are a big deal down here. Many boats, many people employed by it, and they will not be taking home the dollars they should this year because of that virus, which I assume began in China. Let's talk about another fish that's very popular down here, or not necessarily a fish, a crab, stone crabs. I don't know how many of you are, are, are familiar with stone crabs. Uh, I love stone crabs. I had my first stone crabs at Joe Stone Crabs in 1962 in Miami Beach and fell in love with them immediately. Uh, there was a time, you know, if you were going to be executed by the government tomorrow, you had your last meal tonight, they say, what would you want? I'll tell you right now, I've always said this, I've written about it. I want stone crabs. They're that good. Better than Maine lobster. Absolutely delicious. Now, they happen to grow only between Miami and here. Uh, They're out of the water. Uh, But from uh, Biscayne Bay, uh, which is outside of Miami, down through the Florida Keys into Key West, uh, is the only place in the world you need stone crabs. All right, now having said that, uh, I have 
I want to tie this into Super Bowl now. I have gone to 11 consecutive Super Bowls at one time in my life. I was fortunate. I haven't been to a Super Bowl, I don't know, 15, 20 years now, whatever it is. But I once was asked to do a favor for someone who I did not know, but a client of mine said, Lou, I've got this guy I know, and here's his personal problem. Can you help him? The guy lived in Buffalo. I didn't know him at all. Did not know him at all. He was big time, though, with the Buffalo Bills, and he had a family problem that I was in the unique position at the time to help him with. And I said, sure, and I took care of it. I took care of it. Never charged for it. it was, you know, you do favors for people in your life. This fellow never forgot. Every year since then, he sends two tickets to Super Bowls, no matter who's playing. They're the best seats in the house. 50-yard line, 20 or 30 rows up. Uh, it cost us nothing. <laughs> And for 11 consecutive years, I went. Then when I moved down here full-time, there's something about Key West that I no longer enjoyed going to a Super Bowl or to a World Series or to a Final Four. I just like being here. I like the flavor of Key West, and I'm not in a hurry to leave the place even for 48 or 72 hours. And so I've never been. My son now gets those tickets and uses them every year. Now, having said that, I think the last Super Bowl I was at, or one of the last, was in Miami. They had built a new stadium. I don't know if this stadium they had the, the Super Bowl game at this, this, this past Sunday is the same stadium or it's another new one. But I was very impressed with this new stadium. They had, what, they had two things that impressed me. They had escalators. When you wanted to get, if somebody was going way up, way up high, it would, like it holds 90, 100,000 people where you can't see, the escalators went straight up. Everything was an escalator going to heaven. And when the ball game was over, all the escalators went in reverse, and they all came down with people. And I thought this was absolutely impressive and amazing. They filled up the stadium quickly, got rid of the people quickly. But that... The thing that impressed me even more, and you're going to think I'm foolish, as I'm sitting there watching the game, you know, normally you want a hot dog, you can get a hot dog, you can get a beer. They even had mixed drinks. Uh, All of a sudden, there's fellas coming by the peddlers who are sitting watching the game, and he's selling pizza. He's got pizza in little boxes, cooked pizza. And I had never seen pizza sold at a sporting event before. And I thought, and this is a long time ago, okay, I thought, man, this is progress. You can buy pizza while you're watching a football game. Well, now let's come to the Super Bowl this past Sunday uh, in Miami also. They have a lot of foods now they sell by the peddlers or you buy them inside of the counter. And I don't know if what I'm talking about is sold by a peddler or sold at the counter, but either way it impresses me. They now sell, they sold for the first time ever at the Super Bowl on Sunday, stone crabs, this great food, stone crabs. They cost $85 a box. Now that may sound like a lot of money. It may not be. I don't know how many stone crabs are in that box. That's the problem, because the article I read couldn't tell us. However, let me show you how stone crabs, how cost, they're very expensive food, by the way. You can't eat it every night. You're real broke. Joe's stone crab in Miami, in Miami, is, Miami is the finest, finest place for stone crabs in the world. 
absolutely fantastic, to die for. They presently are charging for five large ones. Now, they go small, medium, large, super large, and jumbo. And when I order, I generally order large ones. I don't like them any larger because the meat gets tougher. Uh, so large ones, will peep, I think they are the popular ones. Anyhow, five large stone crabs at Joe's, $69.95. Now, let's say we have, a, we have them on sale here in Key West right now. Everybody sells stone crabs. In Key West, six large ones are $60. So $85 is not out of the way unless they only let you have three. But if they give you five or six, that's even though it's more than you would buy at a restaurant, it's still a fair price, and I'm excited. I may have to leave Key West and go to a football game just to enjoy stone crabs where I don't have to go at a football stadium. Uh, okay, now let's go to our good friends. Our good friends... Uh, Donald Trump and Michael Bloomberg. I'll tell you, if Michael Bloomberg ends up being the Democratic candidate, candidate, this is going to be one hell of a campaign. Uh, you're going to have big mouth Donald Trump, going, who's a big guy, going against this little guy who's only five foot eight, uh, Michael Bloomberg, who don't take crap from anybody and knows how to give it back very easily. Uh, and he won't take any guff from Donald Trump. We just had, uh, Trump already took him on this past week. He called Michael Bloomberg tiny. He is tiny. He's five foot eight. Uh, and he's in good shape. He's not a fat one like Donald. And Bloomberg came back right away and said, I may be tiny, but you're fat. <laughs> you're fat. Well, this started a war going back and forth between the two of them. Uh, he, uh, he has been called by Trump many Mike Bloomberg. Many Mike Bloomberg, uh, an aide to Bloomberg last week said after this back and forth with the, you're fat, I'm fat, or I'm skinny, she said, and I quote, that Trump is a pathological liar who lies about everything. Watch this now. His fake hair, his obesity, and his spray-on tan. I recall um, two years ago, it was about two years ago, a black woman who had been in jail for some 20-odd years uh, was pardoned by Trump. One of the Kardashian women took her cause up and said she was in jail too long or she'd been improperly convicted. I think the cry was the sentence was too long for whatever the crime was. And she personally went to see Donald Trump in the Oval Office and he pardoned her. Now, Trump pardons too many people, and he doesn't pardon them consistent with law, but he's a president. He can get away with it. And he pardoned this woman. And God bless her. She's out of jail. Uh, but he went on TV, and he said this, and he tweeted this, our president at the time. He said, and I quote, I freed a Negro. Wow. Because he knows the black people don't like him. African Americans don't like Donald Trump. People of color don't like Donald Trump. They know he don't like them. Okay? Puerto Rico proves it. Anyhow, I just got to say something. I freed a Negro. I'm going to tell you something. Somebody should have said to him, Donald, 
you're no Abraham Lincoln. Which now brings me to who who. Our economy worldwide is shaky, I think. You can agree or disagree with me. I think it's shaky, and it has been shaky, and it's getting shakier. I, I, I'm hearing, I'm reading, I'm reading a little bit here and a little bit there the last month or two. It's not big time in the news, but it's there every now and then. And here's what it says. It says basically that, I'm saying there's a rumor coming out of the financial centers of the world, a rumor, that's all I'm going to label it as, that the world economy would collapse if banks stopped laundering money. If the banks stopped laundering money, the world economy would collapse. Now, that's a sad thing for the state of our economy. It means that the good people, the better people, are helping the bad people make more money, et cetera, et cetera. But that's that's really a, a scary thing. The bankers, you know, they're the they're pride of the community. They're whores, by the way. I've never met a banker who's not a whore. Uh, they're whores, and all they care about is making money and the bottom line. They don't even care about their customers, okay? They just want your dough and let them play with it. Uh, and, and screw you if they lose it. Anyhow, so... That's the story there. The word is they may be money laundering, and that's what keeps them in such great shape. Now, staying with that same kind of thought, uh, there was a meeting in Davos, Switzerland, Davos, Switzerland, about a month ago, six weeks ago. Trump was there, and when he got his turn to talk, he said all the great things he had done for his country, for the United States, and all the great things he was doing for the world. And I think three-quarters or 90% of the people laughed at him. Be that as it may, there were approximately 1,600 CEOs at the meeting, heads of major corporations, heads of banks, heads of hedge funds, heads of economic firms. Uh, These were the money people who understand and know money and would know about the money laundering too. And they said, not this year, but at the meeting a year ago, that these CEOs said you can expect growth in the next year of 53%. Interesting. And the growth wasn't bad since then until now. Okay. Look at the market. Donald says, look at the market. I'll tell you to look at the market. Now at this meeting a month ago, their tune changed. Whereas last year they said it was going to go up 53%. This year they said they expect it to go down 57%. Whatever growth occurred last year is going to be wiped out this year, down 57%. These are the big economic men in the world. And they say there's two reasons for it. Uh, One is the political unrest everywhere. In every country you have political unrest. It isn't just the United States. You've got it in England. You've got it in France. You've got it in China. (laughs) Uh, You've got it in Russia. (laughs) And this bothers them. And because it does, it screws up the, the marketplace and the economy. And the other thing, and this would be Donald Trump's fault, he causes, the uncertainty of China and the United States with regard to the deal they made about a month ago. Remember, this was step one in the deal. Trump caused the problem between China and the United States regarding tariffs. It's hurting both countries. Uh, now they made this deal, which everybody says is bullshit except for Donald Trump. And the guys, the money guys are saying, I don't know if there's anything really solid to this thing, if it's going to 
help. So that's the story there. Now, let's stay with money for a minute again. The United States Bureau of Labor, who understands money and watches money every day, every year, forever in this country, uh, there's no question that wages are high. Donald Trump's telling us, boy, wages are high, the highest ever, all right? They are. Well, you still have your McDonald's people and Popeye people, but some other people are making more money. But what the United States Department of Labor said, and Donald Trump doesn't listen to his people. He doesn't want to listen to his people because they speak the truth. They said that although wages are up, they still they still do not match 1970 levels. So the buck you're earning today isn't worth as much as it was worth a dollar in 1970. And Donald Trump hasn't helped us in any fashion in that regard. Well, I had a couple of police stories I wanted to tell her, but I'm going to save them for next week because they told me I don't have enough time. I thank you for joining me. Let me say this. You know, many of you listen, read my blog every morning, keywestlu.com. Uh, I'm having platform problems again. Platform. I had them last week. I got them this week. I probably won't be publishing at all this week. We're trying to get it resolved. I'm spending money. I got experts working on it. I don't know what the hell's the matter. I'm getting. I'm almost willing going to give it up pretty soon doing this thing. It's frustrating. Anyhow, so you won't have a blog tomorrow to read, and I apologize, nor for the next few days. Uh, other than that, thank you for joining me. I love doing the show. I also love writing my blog that isn't getting published right now. Uh, I'm glad you come back to listen to me every week, and I look forward to being with you again next week.